Okay, so let's talk about what they call afterlife. The first thing we need to do is correct that expression. There is no afterlife because life never ends. So that whole idea is confusing. Is there life after death? That is so confusing. <laughs> no, there's no life after death. The question is, does death mean there's no life? Can life ever end? For a very, very long time, as far as anybody can remember, people always believed that life is temporary, it's brief, it's very short, you got to be really uh, ambitious because you got to accomplish a lot in a very short time, but death is forever. Isn't that depressing? Does that make any sense at all? Life is good. Life is precious. Life is meaningful. Life is rich. Life is real. But that's all temporary. Death is nothing. It means nothing. It's not precious at all. It doesn't do any good for anybody. But that's forever? Can, can that be? It can't be. So I want to share a few thoughts with you that goes against everything we always believed and everything you hear on the subject that is not quite correct, to put it mildly. For example, what is this thing called Gehinnom? What is this thing called hell? Who goes there? Why do people go there? For how long do they go there? What do they do there? <laughs> what happens there like in the morning, at night? For many, many years, the thought of going to Gehenna, of going to hell, was very, very scary. It was intimidating. It was a little depressing. But it was supposed to motivate us to want to be good. Let's understand what it really is in a Jewish way of thinking, not a non-Jewish way. So first, like the language. When people who sin die, they go to Gehenna. They go to hell. That's not correct. We got to be really careful with our words because 
once we get used to a certain expression, it leads to certain conclusions that are not correct. So here's your first surprise. Nobody goes to Gehenna. It's not a place and you don't go there. Nobody goes there. <laughs> Nobody wants to go there. The minutes before a person passes away. Try to imagine, what is a person thinking in the last minutes before they pass away? They're thinking of all their regrets. I wish I had done more good. I wish I had been nicer. I wish I had been smarter. I wish if I had more time, I would do more good. I would do, be kind. I would. We have lots of regrets. Lots of regrets. If you want to make it really visible, tangible, everything we do with every part of our body. can carry some regret. So you go down from start from your head down. How did I use my brain? I regret how I used my brain. I should have used it better. My eyes. I regret the things I looked at, the things I wanted to see, I regret it. My mouth, the things I ate that I shouldn't eat, the things I said I shouldn't have said, the way I spoke I shouldn't have spoken that way. Go down through the entire body and everything you did with every part of your body, there's some regrets. But when the soul is in the body, the regret is not so painful because the body is not so sensitive. Once the soul leaves the body, all those regrets become intense. You really, really regret it. And you're really, really embarrassed and ashamed that you didn't do better. How many different things are you ashamed of? Uh, it's it's pretty a long list. <laughs> but really, what's going on? What's going on is that the neshama, the soul that gave life to the body, continues to live. Not it continues to exist. It continues to live. It continues its life. It's the same character. It's the same personality. With the same memories. With the same weaknesses. Not sins. A soul doesn't have sins. But a soul can have weaknesses. Like laziness. 
or a temper. The soul that was angry and had a bad temper while it was in the body has it after it leaves the body too. Which means that those souls that left their bodies didn't change their personalities. They're the same people with the same relationships. So your father is still your father. Your mother is still your mother. See, in the non-Jewish thinking, everyone who dies goes to heaven and becomes an angel. An angel has no relationships. An angel doesn't have children. An angel doesn't have friends. An angel doesn't have parents. I don't know what an angel has. But it's not a person. When the soul leaves the body, it remains the same person. So really, nothing has changed. So what died? The soul can't die. It can't. It's, it's a living thing. A living thing can't die. Just like a dead thing can't live, a living thing can't die. So the soul doesn't die. It doesn't die at all. It, it doesn't even forget. It remembers you. It still cares about you. In the same way that he cared while he was in the body, maybe a little more. So maybe the body died. Maybe death means the body died. That's also not really so correct because the body was never a living thing. So if it was never really alive, how can it die? If it is really alive, then it stays alive. So the soul can't die because it's alive. The body can't really die because it was never alive. It was just getting energy from the, from the soul. So what died? What was alive that isn't alive anymore? Nothing, nothing. Whatever is alive stays alive. So what ended? What ended was the contract. Every time a soul comes into a body, there's a contract for how long the soul is going to be in this body. When the time is up, then the soul goes back to being a soul, and the body goes back to being a body. So they each go back to where they came from. The body goes back to the earth, because a body is made out of earth. The soul goes back to being a soul, which is like in heaven. A soul without a body is heaven. So what is hell? 
the adjustment, the change, going from being in a body to being without a body is a, is a drastic change. And there's a lot of embarrassment. That's hell. We say you burn in hell. What burns in hell? Your body? No, the body doesn't feel anything. Your soul burns? How do you burn a soul? The soul can only burn from shame. Like we use the expression, when you're very embarrassed, it's like you're burning with shame because you get hot. What is the shame? The shame is I could have done better. My mind could have done better. My eyes could have been better. My mouth could be better. My hands could be better. My heart could be better. Everything could be better. Now, you might have heard from some rabbis how the soul is tortured in hell, in Gehenna. Your eyes are tortured, just very, very graphic. What that really means is that you're embarrassed about what you did with your eyes. You're embarrassed with what you did with your mouth. You're embarrassed. There is no burning with fire, with being sliced up and chopped up. And ugh, that's, that is so not Jewish. Every soul is godly. And a godly soul that did things that was not godly is embarrassed. Of course it's embarrassed. But you get over it. You move past it. So nobody goes to hell. Everybody goes through hell. You go through the experience. It's not a place where people settle. It's not a place at all. It's an experience. There are pleasant experiences and there are painful experiences. But you don't go into pain. You go through pain. So Gehenna or hell is an experience that every soul has because every soul that was in a body has regrets. So if you say to somebody, you're going to go to hell, <laughs> and who is not? Who is not? So being intimidated and threatened by the suffering of hell it's not a good subject. It's, it's way out of, out of proportion. It's not supposed to be what makes you get up in the morning and be good. Everybody goes through that adjustment because to get back to being a soul without a body is not easy. So everybody goes through an adjustment and the adjustment is embarrassing. But the embarrassment doesn't last forever.
So by the end of 12 months, every person, every soul has adjusted, gotten over all the embarrassment. There's no more embarrassment now. He is a happy soul, being a soul, and that's called heaven. Most people don't have to have 12 months. And that's why we say Kaddish for 11 months. Because Kaddish helps the soul adjust, get over the, uh, the bad memories. So we say Kaddish for 11 months. Most people don't even need 11 months. But we don't know. So we give the full 11 months. Some people don't even need a week. Some people need one hour. For example, God forbid children who pass away, they don't have many regrets. They don't have any sins. But you know, they may have done some things that were not so holy, so they have an hour of regret and then they're fine. People who die during a plague don't spend any time with regrets. Why? Because their death was so painful. Being all alone, isolated, nobody wants to touch them. That removes all regrets, it removes all sin, and that soul goes straight to heaven. Doesn't even stop for a minute in that painful experience. We have to believe without a doubt that the people who died from COVID who were isolated, and even if they didn't have COVID, they were isolated anyway, because no one is allowed to visit anyone in the hospital. So when they needed their family most, they couldn't, they couldn't be there. All those souls went straight to heaven. They may not even need Kaddish to begin with. And some of them didn't have Kaddish because there were no shuls, there were no minion. Everything was closed. We have a Sunday night program for VIPs that you might be interested in. It's informal, it's questions and answers, it's conversation. It's really relaxed, it's really pleasant, enjoyable, informative, and uh, kind of community-like. It's a Sunday night program. There's a um, Wednesday morning program for the VIPs. And there's a Wednesday night program. All of it, just conversation, casual, laid back, unscripted. So join us, take a look, click uh, the link below and see which, which of the three suits you best. And join us for some enjoyable conversation.